Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. I'm Rick Gromlick. Yes, you are. No hesitation there. I got you. I mean, a slight hesitation, but you know, I was like, what, what, what am I going to say? Ready for business. Say? Well, I just I enjoy being a guest on your show, well, and um, I here. enjoy you being a guest. Yeah, you it's do a, great a wonderful job. delight, and we would love to have more guests on our show. We talk about that, maybe. Yeah, we talk about guests who we'd have, what we would do. We talk about travel. We do. Why we travel? Why we don't travel? Why we want to travel more? So that's we're traversing a lot in that topic. We're traversing to travel. We talk about parenting. There's a lot to talk about parenting. Uh, Rob, not sure if he wants to be a parent Stop. anymore. So turn get tune into here. that. Listen there. And we talk about yard work. So get into the yard work. Always good. Always good. To be in studio with you again, covering... Thanks for returning. Yeah. Thanks for coming thanks back. For, thanks for having me back on the show. Good to have you back on the show. Back on the show. Frequent guest. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since we've had a guest. It has. It's probably been cl- close to a year or more. Maybe. I think Luke was... Shout, out, shout out to Luke. Sitting right there. He was sitting right here. Right there, listeners. You see That's that? That's where. Right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe we should. If you if you could have anyone on the show, anyone alive, oh man, on the planet, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Come on, I don't know. Nobody. I. You know who I would really like to have on the show? Yeah, and we've already had him on the show. Oh well, then that doesn't count. You want to take a guess? No, Jonathan Lehman. Oh, Johnny we, I, Lehman. I just, I just took some Johnny. I just took some <laughs> some guys down to a weekender. Yes, and that guy, he, yes. he strikes really good. He, him and Dever both. Um, but Lehman strikes a really good balance, and you do a good job of this too, of being like really knowing his stuff, yeah, and being funny. Mm. Like I can, I can That's... give you a good exegetical argument here, and yeah. I will. Um, but I'm gonna sprinkle some humor in. Like it's not a lecture. Or, wow. It's like I'm, I'm gonna. You just put me on the pedestal with those guys. Highest praise. Well, good. I've almost you never keep had. Keep coming back. You know the best com- compliment I've ever had. I, Someone, I don't. But I'm gonna tell, tell you. Me. Somebody, <laughs> um, friend of mine. He, when they first got to know each other, he's like, you know who you remind me of? Val Kilmore from Top Gun. I was like, heck yeah! <laughs> Best comment or compliment Thanks. ever. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but I was like, dude, that, that's, that's high praise. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're a Top Gun fan or not. doesn't really matter. Val Kilmore is killing it in that movie. All right. Not all literally. Right. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Someone could argue. Matthew anyway. Yeah. Dude, watch yeah. the movie recently. Good for you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'll, real I'll, real? Share, I'll share what, what it was. It was... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll be vulnerable. <laughs> Put myself out there. Yeah, it's a little, little racy of a film. Okay. Uh, called Sing 2. Oh, gee. <laughs> wow. Uh, Pixar, Disney, whatever it is. You let yourself watch that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That... Were you were you dancing, <laughs> dude? I'm telling you though, it was good. Yeah, I've, so I watch all kinds of kids' movies now. Because, yeah, because you have kids. <laughs> exactly. Sing, are you a sing uh, sing, one. sing one fan? <laughs> <laughs> Let's break that down. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I do like the movie Sing. Yes, <laughs> the original, the OG. Yeah, very good. Uh, I think I like Sing two more. Okay. Yeah. Like all right. Maybe because it's just the new one. It's but, newer. Yeah, and I 
I really liked it. And you know, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we watched it a couple yeah, times. Yeah. We got it yes. from Redbox, and so okay. we knew we had to return it. So yeah. like, oh, the girls will like this. We can watch it. Double dip a little yeah. bit. So yes. we did, and glad we did. You know what? Movie I watched recently. What's that? Which, be vulnerable. Share with me. Yeah, this is be not. Be honest. Be transparent. Bit, this is a little bit more um, toned down okay. than Sing 2, but was the movie Dune. Oh, yeah. Great movie. And uh, I've been working through the book. Have you? And I was like four chapters. No. Eight chapters in. Okay. And I got really like, I'm just like, man, I, I can't do this book. It's just too complicated. Got some very great wisdom. Well, said, hey. When, when you say too complicated, is that like. There's so much going on. Okay. There's like different planets, different names, different languages. Right. Lots of people. And you don't have like kind of that underlying background like you would with Lord of the Rings. Or, exactly. There's no framework. if I were to pick up Lord of the Rings right now, I've never yeah. gone through it, but if I were to pick it up, yeah. I would have some background. Like, oh, I've heard that name before. That right. Exactly. Which. There's a lot in the books that yeah. obviously... So Dune, there's none of that. Correct. So that's how I'm reading the book. Right. And then I'm like, man, I just I don't think I have the energy for this. Which I'm not usually a book quitter. I read a book, took me four years to read Gods and Generals. It's a wow. book about Civil War, but I finished it. Um, but someone said, hey, watch the movie. Watch the movie. Gives framework. It won't ruin the book. And by golly, they were right. <laughs> Duck on it. I watched the movie and now I'm like digging the book. Dude, again. The movie was good. So it was I good. really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. There's supposed to be another one. In a few years. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. So, Rob, I appreciate the vulnerability. Oh, yeah. Sharing about that. Anything to be vulnerable. I'm not sure how we got on there, though. I don't know. Val Kilmore. Uh, Have we ever the had the, the conversation about the word vulnerability? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Vulnerability is, um, it's a great, what's the word? Character trait for you to have. That, that, that's I, what you're saying, right? No, no, that's not the conversation we had. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the opposite. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, we should honesty do that. We and should... transparency. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But go ahead. Um, no, but I appreciate you comparing me to, to Jonathan Lehman. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? That was great. Yeah, um, I actually listened to the episode that we had with him recently. Oh yeah, because Luke sent it out. We're talking about our most recent guest. Yeah, Luke sent it out to our group after the weekender. He's yeah. like, "Hey guys, for your listening." I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But I listened to it. I was like, "What?" Yeah dumb things that i say i'm just kind of trying to prepare myself yeah i was probably the one saying most of the dumb things no you seemed like you were a lot more comfortable i with don't the, i think i was more nervous with the um interview i didn't want to say anything dumb to him and uh, so you were joking around with them and <laughs> you seemed to enjoy that which was which was fun <laughs> i don't know but, but i'll have to say if we so could have anybody yeah it'd, it'd be fun to have him on again just yeah I, welcome back because he talked about on that episode at the end mm -hmm. you asked what project she was working yeah. on yeah and listeners, I would love to tell you what episode number it was. I don't remember. You're just going to have to look yeah. in the archives. All you have to do is go to our website and type in Lehman, L-E-E-M-A-N. May or, or June of 2019. That's right. And he mentioned, he's, you asked what projects he's working on. He's like, I'm working on a book right now. The uh, manuscript's due in the fall. He said, mm -hmm. on, and we did a little drum roll, and he said, multi-site. Yes. And it was the book, One Assembly, one assembly. Yeah. which one of, the, one of his best books. Yeah. I mean, just especially timely with the COVID stuff. And yeah importance of gathering so that's good jonathan lehman ladies and gentlemen yeah back on the show next week <laughs> right good deal well rob i have some topics i've prepared good i'm happy and to I, I want to parse through these with you okay um so the first one hmm. which is it's fun to talk about this now because the last few years have really changed things but right. traveling okay well hold on Tra listeners travel. if you're new to the show first off glad you're here oh, sorry thanks yeah. for coming Wow. Hope we continue to return. Kind of buried the lead there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've changed things on the show. So if you listen to previous episodes, and Rick and I go into the missed... show pretty well prepared. We do some research, <laughs> do some study, we look at articles, make some references. Yes. And we would talk about various doctrines. 
And then we pivoted a little bit and then we've pivoted again to where now we're talking about cultural events and we're trying to bring a Christian worldview and understanding to it. Yeah. Now. Pretty much just talking about what we want to talk about. There's next to no prep. I don't know what Rick's topics are. Yeah, yeah. So he knows them. Maybe. (laughs) I I think. (laughs) He said you were prepared. And he'll throw them out and then we'll have some conversation about it. So. That's what. That's how this this maybe shindig I, works. Maybe I should say the word, and then you just reply with what the first thing comes to your mind. That sounds like a really wise practice. Yes, travel, fun. Okay, next episode talking point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, expensive. So, expensive. Yes. Yeah. Gas prices. Am, it, I, am I right? Impossible. You know, I just kids. I read an an, an email uh, uh, update from a a church planter. Um, you might have got the same email from the. A guy who's, he's an American married to um, a Czech lady. They're doing church planting in Czech Republic. Gas prices, they're saying, eight fifty a gallon. Which, they're already high in Europe anyway. But eight fifty. dollars I was like, well, praise the Lord for my three ninety nine. then. Wow, man. Um, that's bananas. Anyway, so travel. Most people enjoy traveling of some sort, right. right? So, some more than others. But in general, people like to travel. Um, it's exciting to go to different places, see different things. Um, but what is like the appeal? I'm not, I'm not talking about like travel that's required, like for work. I don't travel much for work. I don't have to travel for work. So if I am traveling, it's usually because I'm choosing to go to a conference or some kind of thing. Right. So not talking about work travel or necessity for like a, a wedding. But what 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 is it about travel that we love for the most part? What do we love about travel? Why are we all about it? And um, personally, Rob, you're a guy who loves to travel. I do love to I travel. I love traveling with you. Thank you. Traveled extensively. I've traveled with Rob more than I've traveled with any other person on the planet. Stop. That's actually not true. Oh, dang it. Well, and it, like, it is tr- I've traveled to more places okay. with you than anyone else. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've traveled you're to- You're talking about time-wise. Yeah, like I've traveled to Russia a lot with my dad. Okay. Right. I thought you were going to say time-wise, you've traveled the most with Candace. Well, yeah, if you had like around town yeah, yep. and you're traveling if you added that from up, yes, the grocery store true. to your house. It all adds up, am I right? <laughs> um, but yes, so lots of travel time together, which is yep. fun. It is fun. But yeah, I think travel, traveling is something, it just reveals a little something about our culture, especially right. in the West. I mean, growing up, travel was still, like I'm thinking about like in the 90s, early 2000s, like. To meet someone else who had like been overseas was it like to be overseas mm-hmm. was a thing. Right now, man, people, people, it's no big deal. Oh, we're taking oh, yeah. a hunting moon, hunting moon in Ireland, or oh, we're yeah. traveling to do this thing, or we're, it's like it's like hop on a plane and a few hours you're there. Right. I mean, it was that way in the nineties, but just the finances and the the availability, Airbnb, all that stuff. Yeah. Talk which, to me. Which it's a ahead. funny note on that. I was hearing some guys on another podcast talk about the concept of airbnb yeah and how they're it's getting like super complicated in that okay go there make sure you take off all the linens when you're done put them in a certain area yeah. make sure you clean up make sure the dishwasher's ran make sure that yeah. and it's like for the same price i yeah. could go stay in a more comfortable bed at a nice hotel yeah and they would yeah. do all that stuff for me yeah. if i needed toothpaste they would bring it up mm-hmm. and then you get a, a continental breakfast in the morning. I don't have to pay for my food either. Like yeah. hotels are suddenly looking like a bargain. I know. <laughs> the irony. Funny how that works. I know. It's true though. It's true. Um, do you prefer an Airbnb over a hotel? Uh, I mean, my recent experience 
my recent booking mm. experience would of, say yes. Of, a, of an Airbnb? Yeah, just recently yeah. I've, yeah. I've booked more Airbnbs than hotels. Yes. I think it also depends if I'm traveling with a group or if I'm just traveling myself yeah. Yeah. or just Danielle and I. Yes. If it's just yeah. Danielle and I or just myself, I'd prefer a hotel. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, there's, there's just the safety aspect. Yeah. Um, and but two, and there's security in numbers. So right, if you have a group of you traveling, you're safer together in that right. Airbnb. Right. Um, two, if I'm traveling by myself, there's no way I want to mess with the uh, the linens and yeah. trying to yeah put everything back. And no, I'm just yeah, I would rather just sleep comfortably, have a TV where I can watch some stuff, have a nice little spot to read, and then yeah. be able to leave and not have to think about it again. Right. Whereas an Airbnb, you got to remember the code to get in and you got to, all, yeah, there's yeah. the whole thing. You got to message the person when you leave, let them know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just depends. If it's a group, try to get a house because you probably get a better price and you can enjoy it, but you, it's just me. I'm going to hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to come on, kind of my question about what is the appeal to traveling? Yeah. Um, I think first instinct people and places right that seems to be but yeah. your thoughts yeah so people people and places more so places just being able to see things that you don't typically get to see yeah so for instance i, I like traveling to where i would i would travel somebody was like hey we want to take a weekend trip to indiana yeah i'd be like cool <laughs> have fun with that as long as <laughs> i get to hang out with you guys okay yeah yeah but that's the people aspect right if it's if it's the people aren't there, then I'm trying to go see something that I otherwise yes. couldn't see in Ohio. And Ohio right. and Indiana got a lot of similarities. Yes. So yeah. I, if I'm trying to travel somewhere, I'm wanting to see something. So like we just traveled mm-hmm. to D.C., which was great. And yeah. that was cool. What did you see in D.C.? Saw a lot of things. Okay, that's fun. I got to walk around the mall. And so did you buy anything? Is <laughs> uh, the mall at the Capitol. And so, yeah. And the, why do they call it the mall? Do you know? Well, I think um, I think the term mall is like kind of like a long like stretched out because there's there's all these okay. different buildings along right so i think it goes back i could be wrong on that but a mall like we say yeah, mall their we, name we, from... right we think shopping like yeah. commercial whereas i think it's supposed to be like a design of of structures okay planned out so area. i walked around with a few guys the design of structures <laughs> where <laughs> i'm looking it up as we speak white house the capitol building yes the Lincoln Memorial. I didn't see all these things. Our whole group in general did. Some guys walked further than others. The Washington um, Memorial or Monument. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, th- that was really cool. That was enjoyable. Um, got to go to a really nice restaurant called Ebbets. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a guy in our group, Jonathan, took us there. And then yeah. um, it was Lehman? really. Jonathan Lehman? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say his last name, but yeah. Uh, no, not Jonathan Lehman. Oh, come on, John. <laughs> and so. That was fun, but we yes. just get to enjoy things that we otherwise didn't get to, don't get to enjoy. And for me, that that's the primary appeal, mm-hmm. is you get to take some things in that you otherwise couldn't take in. There's also, like, a, this is smaller for me, but it's still there, is the cultural appeal. Yes. Of, oh, th- they do things differently. And it's kind of fun to immerse yourself in that for a little bit. Even D.C. compared to Columbus, there's a cultural yeah. difference. Yeah. And so when we had attended the church that we were visiting down there at Capitol Hill, we, when you get there... You can tell, like, people are a little bit more professional than they would be here. And there's professionals here, 
but there's more of them in the area yeah, and it's not that they were showing up in three-piece suits or anything it's just their business casual um yeah came across as more business than casual <laughs> yeah so to speak I, I was gonna say buttoned up no pun intended but yeah i mean it was that atmosphere in dc yes. is that way yeah so they're very buttoned up in dc very buttoned up all buttons are buttoned <laughs> lots so, to be said there lots to be said there um quick i know everyone's listening like dying to hear this mall according to webster and mary Miriam, some people call him um Yes, so a, usually a public area that often set with shade trees and designed as a promenade or as a pedestrian walk area, um, usually paved or grassy strip between two roadways. Um, so just this idea that would of like, describe what yeah, we walked that on is it. very well. So there's obviously like the, the more nuanced or uh, kind of common people language mm. of like connected buildings or storefronts, which also you, you know is there. Yeah, man. So I I feel like traveling is. It's something new, relatively speaking. It's something that we all kind of want to partake of because um, even going back to like some discontentment, like it's just fun to see a new place. Right. It's fun to feel like there's something about people who travel, especially in the age of just social media pictures. I mean, before, like people would travel somewhere. They would then take a bunch of pictures and then have people come over to their house and share pictures mm. of their experience, which is really cool. And someone decided to put that out on the line and call it Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the line. On the line. Um, you ever hear people say, yeah, I got that offline. I got that offline. They Like online and offline yeah, used to be synonymous. I know. It's like, which one do we use? <laughs> Culture is pretty much adopted online. Yeah. Off the, off, off the line. Next to America. Um, American, America online. Yeah. AOL. There you go flashback um so anyway this idea of like just it, there's a status symbol somewhat to it there's like hey i'm doing something with my life right. like i'm experienced i'm cultured like people like to kind of it, it's this like weird social thing where someone starts sharing about like oh i traveled to france and they're like oh well i traveled to france right, it's right, like right. well i traveled to france and it's like okay this is weird like one-upmanship about where we've traveled no, you know you know how i've seen it it's not even like the one-upmanship about the well, I've traveled fans. I've traveled fans. Yeah. It's, oh, while you're over there, you need to do this, this, yeah. and this. It's like, yeah. okay, that was a minor flex that no, you've been absolutely. over there too. Yeah. Like, and if you have the Did time, you, do this. Right. Like, okay, so you went over there and you had a lot of time to do yeah. things. Yeah. Like, like, okay. okay. Which, like, again, 20 years, even 20 years ago, wow, that's, now it's like, who, who hasn't been somewhere? Right. Like, obviously, we all haven't been everywhere. Well, that's. Right, that's a shocker. I thought everybody had been everywhere. Nope, it's true. We all haven't been everywhere. Good to know. And the reality of like, just with YouTube, like you can literally watch people watch videos of people walking all over the streets of Paris or wherever. So there's so there's this way of like traveling without traveling. And um, I guess getting getting back to my point about traveling is like there's an excitement because it does take you to a new place. There's a beauty to behold. Um, One of the things that I think about is. just how like we do desire to be with people like uh, just not to like hard shift to spiritual things but i was just an axe at the end of chapter 15 when when paul's like hey let's go back and visit right. the people that we like ministered with and see how they're doing and there's just huge appeal of like let's travel to go see people yeah and like before that was pri- the primary reason you would travel you know it's, there's someone somewhere i need to go talk to or be with or you know, exchange conversation and, and visit wasn't so much. Let's just travel to see a site. 
But I was watching this interesting thing the other day. I was put on some studying music while I was working. It was like this YouTube music playlist thing. It was just music playing, and they have like really pretty pictures. Oh yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just was like, I used the same thing in here. I was like looking at these pictures. I was like, I just want to go stand and look at this. Like I want to go behold this thing. Yeah. And I texted my wife Candace, and I said, "Babe, when was the last time we just went?" To see something, yeah. we're not going to see a person. We're just going to go, see, like, behold and take in a, a, a beautiful thing, right? Like, I can't remember the last time I did that. So, when, when were you watching that last week? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I it may have been last week as well for me. Yeah, I, I was like, man, I really want to travel. Yeah. I know. I'm just guessing. You and I were at the same time, same, yeah, same day, sure. same time. Yep, just having this thought together. Yeah, and you're just ships passing in the night. <laughs> What's the um, yeah? Is it called ESP or whatever? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's for, but like that brain thing, or whatever. Yeah, like connecting. But yeah, so there's that that idea of just like I just want to behold, I want to take in, or I want to go see people. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about travel as well is, it's pretty new idea that travel is like a luxury oh, or yeah. a leisure. I was Before, reading about like, this a while back. It's very like it's dangerous, super costly, yeah. very costly. And you had no idea that you're, you're going to really return or not. It was yeah, it like wasn't a thing gamble. that people looked forward to. No. Yes, exactly. It wasn't relaxing. And for some people, travel still isn't relaxing. But the, the last thing I was going to say about travel is, I wonder what it's going to be like in the future. Well, Beam e- me up, Scotty. Well, how about Elon? Elon. Getting that. Buying Twitter. Hyperloop. Or whatever. Know, is that yeah. what it's called, Hyperloop? Yeah, I think so. To get that thing going. Root loop. I mean, I, I don't want to be the first one to try it, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. After several thousand people have tried yeah, it and it no. appears to be safe, then Dude, sweet. I know. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, literally to be able to, within a week, visit several parts of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people do that very, very, very few because of air travel, but like to be able to travel, I wonder if it's going to flip, if it's going to go back to like traveling is not in vogue anymore at all. Like, because it's so easy, because it's so commonplace. Yeah, right. It's like, you guys travel? Like, who travels? Right. Well, there, there's a little bit of a sense of that in me. Um, I just, this yeah. is a humble brag that I'm ahead of the curve, I guess. <laughs> no, but, but Oh, you guys travel? There is a small, small part of me that kind of gets frustrated with people who always travel. Yeah. Because, because I'm like, hey, yeah. eventually, you've got to have real community. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's, it's great that you guys get to travel, but eventually, I'd love to see you invest in the people that are Put around down you. some roots. And yeah. And not just be waiting for the next time you can leave these people. Yes. You know, like the, the I love traveling. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate the individuals who are like not counting down yeah. the days until they get to travel again. Yeah. Because they're content with where they are. You, yes. you just had that contentment quote, which I think you should actually yeah. share on here if you can pull that out. But that like, there's this idea of, man, I'm, I'm glad with where the Lord has placed me. I love the people around me. I want to invest in them. Yeah. I want them to invest in me. And the, the way that this works, this discipleship, yeah. like I'm satisfied in. Yeah. I don't need to go see some great scenery. I don't need to go see a monument. I'm not poo-pooing on that like at all. Right, I, right. You want to go do that? Great. That's awesome. I, yes. I want to do that. Right, yeah. But there's also like a, a line. I don't know where that line is, but there's a line where... If that becomes the thing that you're constantly looking ahead to, you, yeah. rather than mm-hmm. being content with what the Lord has given you here, then there may be an issue. Yeah. 
It, it, that's very, very true. Because I think we, we can be, then begin to live for those things. We're like, oh, I'm living for a vacation. I just got to get through right. this semester of school. I got to get through this season so we can go on vacation. Right. Like, which vacation's fine. But historically, vacations are not a thing, mm-hmm. right? And for most of the world, they're still not a thing. And so what's it mean to like live in a sustain, sustain, sustainable, healthy way? Right. And part of that is contentment. Hey, so here's a quote out of um, Jeremiah Burroughs, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. Puritan paperback, Banner of Truth. If you want to get this, there you go. go to Banner of Truth. Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal in every condition. Again, Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit, which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal in every condition. So good, man. So there you go. Thank you, Jeremiah Burroughs. Thanks, Burroughs. All right, Rob, speaking of contentment, yeah, I want to talk about parenting. Hey. I don't know if we have enough time for all this. Well, we'll see. How far in are we? Hold on a second. I don't know. I feel like we're our ways. We're 24 minutes in. Okay. We're doing all right. So parenting, Rob, you're a parent. I am. You've been a parent for several years. Several. Four years. Kind yeah. of more, actually. When yeah. You can include. Include the nine months. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. When, when did you feel like you became a parent? Was it like... After the baby was born? Yeah, it was after it? the baby was born. I mean, yeah. I, I would, after Finley was born, yeah. the baby has a name. <laughs> yeah, okay. I uh, I would say, I would agree with you. I was a yeah. parent before that. Yes. I yeah. mean, there's still an aspect of taking care of your child and acknowledging that that is life. Yes. And so you're now parents, even though your responsibilities and the way that you parent are different yeah. inside the womb versus outside the womb, you're still a parent. That's right. So, but, so, I, but it really hit me when mm-hmm. she was born. Yeah. Did you cry? No. Okay. Have you cried since? Yeah, I've cried since. Okay. Yeah. But not the birth by the virtual. children. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Every time I'm home, I'm crying. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, okay, so there's, like, parenting. We know as Christians, we're to be good parents. Like, we're to be, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> the Bible, it's a big deal. True. Christian culture. But I feel like the culture at large, parenting is like this. Um, it's like taxes. Like, we, we, yeah. we know we all have to pay them, or else the roads don't get paved. Mm-hmm. But we're not super thrilled. To be doing it. Right. Um, we enjoy the benefits of them when yep. things go well, but we're not really excited about paying taxes for a lot of people or parenting. Yeah. You know? Um, so I want to just kind of talk about the, the delights of parenting. I want to talk about the kind of the grind and then the focus. And so just the delights. What are some just things that delight, bring delight to you about being a parent? Okay. Um, <laughs> I affirm everything that you're saying. Rob's face just went, Flush pale. And yeah, right. just said, no, um, that's my normal tone, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> it's pale. So, <laughs> Rob was passed out when I asked. Uh-huh. No, so there's like the, the obvious caveat, or obvious caveat, <laughs> the obvious things. I do love my kids. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> caveat, was even the wrong word. <laughs> Freudian slip, I guess. <laughs> the, the, Rob maybe loves his kids. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious ones uh, of how wonderful kids are and how yeah. much. Like how challenging, how it shaped you, and yeah. So there's things like that. But man, I was just thinking about this the other day about how different Finley and Lennon are. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I love each of them and their personalities so stinking much. Yeah, and they're not equally easy. 
Like one is more difficult than the other. Yeah. But I love them so much. And I'm thinking, man, my goodness. We have a boy on the way. And yeah, Lord willing, in July. But I'm thinking, how, like, is he, I, in my mind, it's going to be like Finley or he's going to be like Lennon, personality-wise. Mm, yeah. But there's a good chance his personality isn't like either of them. Yeah. So who's he going to be like? Yeah. I don't, and I'm yeah. thinking, man, I love these two girls so stinking much. Yeah. And there's the third coming. and. Somehow, I'm going to love this child just yeah. as much as I love these other two. Yeah. I don't even see how that's possible right now. Yeah. Because I, I will say very candidly, very straightforwardly, yeah. my life is much harder with kids. Mm. Just straight up. It is. Really? Anyone who has kids. <laughs> really? That's your experience. <laughs> wow. Anyone who has kids, unless you're a superhero, like, you, life is just harder with kids. However, dude, and, yeah. and this, is the, the, this is what I mean by the obvious statement. Yes. I would not go back to not having kids. Right. This is, it is so great. And yeah. it's not just because I love these kids, but like life is just fuller. Mm. And I. So you're going to keep having kids? I mean, I mean we don't plan on stopping at three, but so you're just gonna keep I on don't going. know how many. We will 19, see. 19, 20, 21. I can almost assure you it will not be that. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked about four, um, yeah. no. but I don't know. We'll see. And I, I am so grateful for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm so eager. Yes. It's not just to get into that next life stage where, yeah. where Finley, our oldest, she's four. It's not just like, man, I can't wait till she's nine. I can't mm -hmm. wait till she's a teenager. I can't right. wait till she's out of the house. It's, I'm excited for her and her personality yes. to be in that stage. And then Lennon with yeah. a different personality. I'm excited to see how Lennon with her personality yeah. goes through that stage yeah, yeah and any other kids we have so this whole time you're like oh i'm really looking forward to seeing how mm -hmm. this child goes through this stage like lennon is going on too and yes. we're like okay i remember what it was like for finley like i'm interested to see how lennon does in this stage yeah. Yeah. and there's like an, an excitement there yeah and so yes of course i love my kids dearly and i never want to go back just because of the love that i have for them but there's also selfishly like this this is kind of fun Yes. To, yeah. To watch and, and take place. And yeah, of course, all the obvious things. Yes, it's really difficult. And yes, their their tantrums are terrible. And well, yeah, can, that's I, next. That's the grind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we'll get there. But I'm not trying to be cheesy. That's why I keep saying the obvious. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not trying to be cheesy. It really is yes. great. And I really do love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. <laughs> you might not hear it again. Right. Rob loves his kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's true though. Like I, I think one of the one of the things that is um, a life giving aspect of having kids, and we see this a little bit with marriage, even is that you when you when you kind of lay down your own desires. <laughs> Rob's taking his shirt off, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If I could just describe this moment for you, he's talking about kids and having more kids and. I had to take my quarter zip off. Oh, Rob's, I'm still Rob, wearing a shirt. Rob's got to head everybody. home, guys. He's got <laughs> stuff he's got to do. Um, uh, anyway. It's hot in this office. Like, I'm a quarter zip guy. I really like quarter zips. Well, hot my, in this rhino. My, my thickest quarter zip. <laughs> it's like, I got to take this thing off. I'm getting too hot. <laughs> Sorry for derailing you, Rick. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I just don't know what to say after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is the delight of when you when you give when you lay down your life you're sacrificing you're giving of yourselves of yourself um you then see this wonderful thing that you have eyes to see 
of like this other life that is you're giving of yourself to them. So with marriage and but in kids, like they don't they don't reciprocate and say, uh, Dad, thank you so much for all that you do for me. I just see it and I appreciate it. Right. But they're kids. Um they'll just take and but it, the delight of you see them grow. So different pace, different rate, different things happening, but you're seeing them it's funny, they're born and they have the full like newborns are precious. And I, I truly love that face. Like oh, it's yeah. a fun face. But as they grow, you see them. What I want to say, it, 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 it's not true, but you see them becoming more human in a sense. Mm, right. That walking, talking, more personality, ta- like sharing conversations. They're sharing the things that are exciting them. What the light, what brings the light to their heart. And so, in that, you're seeing this person who is from you. For most people, and you're, they're they're your offspring. Or you're raising them, you're pouring yourself into them like they are. You're seeing them kind of become somewhat like you in a sense. Mm-hmm. They love the things that you love because you love them, or they're, or they're excited about something you're excited about just because you're their dad. They right. want to be excited about that as, as well. I think as you're talking a lot about like the future hope of like, man, what are they going to be like at, you know, when Will was born, it's like, what's it going to be like as a three-year-old? Yeah. What, what are they going to be like when they're nine? I remember when my sister, there's eight years between myself and my younger sister, when she was born, thinking, what's she going to be like at seven? And then mm-hmm. what's she going to be like at 14? Right. And 21. And she's gone through all those phases. And it's just, it's so neat. You know, even with our own kids, like, man, what, how are they going to interact? How, how can I um, help raise them and be intentional? And then they're just like, they're just funny. Like our, I mean, our kids are just hilarious. They say funny things. They ask funny questions. Um, and then you just see like a, a purity that we would say from a theological perspective, like they're depraved. Right, <laughs> they right, have sin right, right. in their heart. But there's a, a purity in the sense of like the uh, things of the world have not corrupted all of their thinking. Mm-hmm. They're very, very selfish. Oh, yeah. Right? But they're not, um, they don't have this like volition to go and just consume sin in, a, in, a, in another sense. So it's fun. A lot of fun to have kids. Um, but the grind, right? So that's the part where I feel like most people are at, if you have little kids especially, and older kids, it's different, I'm sure. I've never had older kids. I was an older kid at one time, though. Hey, that's good to know. Um, I went through these years. But it is a grind. Like, it's a slog at times. Yeah. And you just think, not like, what, what's the point? But it's kind of is like, is this, is this it? Like, cl- cleaning the house, feeding kids, tantrums. You know, how many times do I t- like correct them about something? When are they going to learn? And why do you feel like that grind is so life sucking? If I can say that, just like oh, it is a grind. Just like yeah, yeah. So the I think one thing I, I heard somebody I think they said millennials or Gen Z, one of the younger <laughs> one of the alphabetical yeah, generations. Exactly. Um, because they've grown up with TV, mm. they view themselves as almost perpetually being the star of their own life show, like as if some as if there's always an audience watching, mm. and so their responses aren't always genuine responses, but their responses that they would expect a character on a show that they were watching to have in that moment. 
Okay. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So does. almost like, okay, this like television audience that's in my head, how how would they respond? Would they have yeah. respect for the character? Yeah. If they responded like this. So I'm going to respond yeah. in that way. So for that reason, there's me as, as a parent. I'm a millennial. Yeah. yeah. And I am parenting. And there's like this part of me that's like, boy, if someone else is watching this, I would feel like a really crappy parent right now mm, yeah. because my daughter will not listen to me yeah like she will not yeah and there's almost like a you want a quick fix yeah and yeah. anyone who's had kids knows there's no quick fix mm -hmm. and you know that but yeah. in that moment you're thinking about the snapshot of a scene right here yes i yeah. just feel like a terrible parent yeah. i can't get my kid to obey do what you want yeah yeah I and so it. it's exhausting with that it's also exhausting because you're just constantly repeating yourself constantly mm -hmm. we i mean they have to learn things yeah. and you have to tell them 15 18 yeah. 20 times and then not in a row but over the course of time yeah sometimes in a row but yeah. oh yeah don't touch that don't touch that <laughs> stop don't stop touch that. Stop. No. stop listen to daddy and yeah. so you constantly got to be teaching them and reteaching them things yes. so that's exhausting and then i am like I had these conversations with Finley because she is our most capable child of having these conversations. She's four. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell her, that, hey, Finley, you want this particular thing that she's throwing a fit about? I was like, because we have two rules. Yeah. If she's going to be out of her house, I've probably said this on the podcast already, but if she's going to be at, not out of the house, out of, out of her room. <laughs> she's moving out in about two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to prepare if she's, her well. She's going to be out of her room. We say, there are two rules, Finley. You're yeah. going to be out of your room. You have to listen and you have to be kind. Mm -hmm. So you have to listen in that you stop and pay attention to what yeah. mommy and daddy are saying and you also obey what they're saying yeah. like listening has multiple meanings but yep. you gotta listen to hear and obey yeah yeah and you have to be kind yeah like throwing a fit is not kind responding in a mean way is not kind not obeying that's not kind yeah and so we just say they're kind of general on purpose yeah but like hey yeah. these are the two rules yeah and so i will after or while she's throwing a fit i'll say hey finley like what are the two rules for being out yeah. Listen and be kind. Yeah. <laughs> so I I like how you you phrase it like being out. Yeah, right. <laughs> like what's it to be out in general population? <laughs> what's well, it take? <laughs> I, I heard is Jen Wilkin. She yeah. said that what you do in your house is practice for the real world. Absolutely. And so I'm telling you, like yeah. if you're gonna be out of your room, yeah. If you're, you're gonna be out of your own domain. You're gonna be around others. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to listen and be kind. Even mommy and daddy have to listen and be kind. Like we have to listen to Let's other people. We have people. to respect them. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to be kind to them. Well, so right and so um having this conversation with her and poor finley if these things are on the internet for a long time <laughs> she's my example for so many things because she's just the first child yeah yeah lennon got off easy but um having this conversation with her and said okay what is it that you want yeah i want bubble gum yeah. okay do you think throwing a fit is going to get you <laughs> the bubble gum but i want bubble gum <laughs> No, 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 Finn. <laughs> we said you can have some after dinner. Yeah. All you have to do is eat your dinner. Yeah. But to listen to the table, eat your dinner. And do you think throwing this fit is going to get you the bubble yeah. gum? And you're like trying to logically right. say like, hey, this is what you a want. A squared plus B squared yeah. equals like, C squared. Like, Finley, I <laughs> want you to have bubble gum. Yeah. It actually brings me joy. And there's yeah. like a whole theological thing behind that. It actually yeah. brings me joy to gum. give you something that yeah. you want. Yeah. And in the same way, like our Heavenly Father, like it brings yeah. him joy to take care of his children. 
And I'm like, Finley, I want you to have this. I'm just asking you. Yeah. Like, what's the best way to get it? Mm-hmm. But you're talking like the river, the current is flowing with you <laughs> if you act a certain way. Like, We're here for you. Yeah, we want to give you this. Yes. But you can't behave like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. so hard logically yeah. for kids to get that. Yeah. And, and some of them do, certainly. Right. And Finley, right. I have no doubt, will eventually realize that. Yeah. But there's moments where it's like, the answer is so obvious. Yes. Finley, yeah. I just need you to see this. Yeah. I just need you to see this. And this, right. I, I'm talking like Finley throws fits all the time. She, she throws plenty of fits, but she's right. far more enjoyable than she is right. <laughs> throwing fits. So, well, Finley, and, if you hear this when you're older, <laughs> Daddy we do you. love you. <laughs> and you are wonderful. <laughs> uh, did you want to, well, just think about like our own heart, our own flesh. Like, yeah. Like I want gratification. Yeah. So whether that's sexual gratification, it's like to build my pride, like whatever affirmation, whatever it is, like the Lord wants that for me in the good and right proper way. Right. And he has provided for that in the good and right proper way. Right. Follow his plan, you'll get you'll get like so it's funny, like it is the same struggle in our own flesh of like, well I want what I want, I want it now. Mm -hmm. And so we go after it outside of the Lord's parameters and his design. Yeah. And it's death. Yeah. Right? So there's also yeah. just like with, with kids, you have no time anymore. We're, we're mm-hmm. talking with yeah. some friends and they're about to have number two. Yeah. Wes and Mariah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. They just had number one. <laughs> but we, uh, we were talking to this other, not Wes and Mariah, the other friends. <laughs> we do have other friends. And <laughs> we were just saying, hey, like going from zero to one for us was the hardest because that yeah. was the biggest change yeah. in time. Yeah. But going from one to two, where when you have one kid, yeah. you get to in a rhythm, child has yeah. has nap time, then when nap time happens, then you guys have your own free time. You can read, you can watch a yeah. show, whatever. And that's with one. But when there's two, yeah. sometimes their nap times don't sync up. Yeah. And one might go down and sleep for a few hours, one might sleep for forty minutes. Right. And you just don't know. And so what little free time you did have, you now have less. And so that, that for me was one of the hardest things of not yeah. only does, do these children sometimes give me a hard time and not <laughs> listening and not being kind, but even when they are doing all those things, I still yeah. have to be vigilant for them. Right. I have to watch them, I have to take care of them. Yeah. And even when they're napping, mm-hmm. it takes a minute to get into like a relaxed state for yeah. me. And, and just, yeah. so you have even less time and I love having time. Right. I love my time. Yeah. So you talk about the grind. There's yes. the things just with the kids' behavior sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But there's also just the selfish part of right. you have less personal time to yourself. Yeah. Agree. Totally agree. And with as you add the second kid, like you have more work, more clothes, more things diapers. to do, diapers, all that, and less time to do it all. Right. More just chores and less time to do the chores in. Plus tend to your marriage, right. work, all those other things. Um, so it is hard, like the grind for parenting, like there's this delight in it and there's, but it's hard. Like you're saying, like it just, it requires more of you. Kids are hard. Kids have different personalities, figuring out how to parent them and being intentional in your parenting. A lot of people, and I get this, uh, you're just trying to, you're just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Like we're not, we don't have a grand scheme for parenting. We're trying to keep right. the kid from like, you know, killing themselves or killing, killing another kid or, uh-huh. you know, just, just trying to stay safe and get through the day let alone like be intentional with these things. And I think that understanding 
what's helpful is understanding the focus of like why we're parenting. Right. And you've alluded to this a lot, but the focus aspect of and we're, we're parenting, we've been given these kids, not just so they can grow up and be adults, have jobs, pay taxes, and we can all like have a society. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Right. But it is to honor the Lord in raising young children. Don't we, we don't have any control over it. We can't control their salvation, like they're believers or not believers. But we are given, put in a position to influence their heart and their soul. More, um, a more powerful, powerful position than anyone else will ever have to shape them in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And just some, some scriptures that point to this, very common, um, right? So Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way he should go. There's a the second part, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's a proverb. That's not a promise from the Lord. Right. But that's a, a general, like, steward your children in the ways of the Lord. And then um, encouragement for, for parents, Ephesians 6, 4, and Colossians 3, say the very similar thing. Colossians 3.21, fathers don't provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Um, so Ephesians 6 says don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, yeah. Ephesians 6.4. And yeah. so you're given this 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 duty, this responsibility, and the years are short. I mean, our kids are young, but it's already going so quickly. Right. And to, to really encourage them in the ways of the Lord and say, man, I might die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My kid might die. So I'm not, my focus isn't just, well, hopefully when they're 25, they've kind of matured some and they're, they're good people. Right. And, and they're treating people right. That's like good if they're doing those things at 25, but that's not our, our focus is today, as I've been given today, how do I love them well and begin to, to live in a way that if I'm given tomorrow, the day after, the day after, the day after, that they're going to for sure see the glory of Christ in the way that we love them. We're going to talk about the things of the Lord. Yeah. They're going to see the gospel lived out because they're in our home. And so maintaining that focus that it's not about you. It's about you honoring the Lord primarily mm-hmm. with the children that you've been entrusted with, stewarding, stewarding that well, and then being intentional and not saying, okay, I have to fix my kid today. They got to be perfect today. They got to be good listeners or whatever. Ted Tripp talks about this in his book, Parenting, about um, shepherding a child's heart, about how we... Having obedient children is not the aim of parenting. Right. We should have obedient children. Mm-hmm. But if our goal is just to have obedient, well-behaved children, then we're, we've come so short right. of what our mission is as parents. So just there is that grind, but keeping that focus of that we've been entrusted with them. And we're called to give ourselves. So it's going to take everything we have. And we should give everything we have for these, to these kids while we can so that we can honor the Lord and that we can do our best to show them and steer them to Christ. Yeah, and the the more, another famous passage for that Deuteronomy six I was reading today. Mm-hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, not occasionally, diligently to your children. And you shall and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down. When you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So no matter what you're doing, driving across town, yeah. you're sitting at home, whether you're sitting down, whether you're rising up, like you, you should be seeking ways yeah. to diligently point your kids back to the Lord. Amen. All right, Rob, last thing I want to talk about. 
really kind of frivolous. Okay. I'm going to say the word, you're going to respond. Am I doing a one-word response? or you can, With whatever. Okay. Watch out for the whiteboard. blackboard there. The whiteboard. <laughs> we'll go back to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yard work. Enjoyable. Okay. All right. Did or you, spring. Did you always enjoy yard work? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Started to really enjoy it when I had kids. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> if we're being transparent and honest and... Vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> no, like, seriously, when... Yeah. I started, it's like, hey, same with dishes. Yeah. You, we've been Marco following. You're like, I always feel like you're talking to me when you're doing dishes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because when I'm doing dishes, I'm not being interrupted. Yes. I'm doing a chore that Danielle doesn't want to do. Yeah. None of the kids are going to do. And so... Yeah. No one's going to interrupt me while I'm doing it. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say no one. The girls will come over and right. But or if I'm doing yard work, yes. Say hey, this stuff needs to. I need to mow the lawn. Yeah. Need to do some weed eating. I need to put some mulch out, like stuff like that. Yeah. Say so, hey, no one else is doing this. Hey, that's right. Girls, don't don't mess with daddy. Daddy's taking care of the yard. Great. I can <laughs> listen to something. I can call somebody. And so yeah. where previously it was just like a chore for my parents. Yeah. That I did not enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. did not want to do yes i would rather be going out and playing baseball or something like right. that hanging out with friends whereas now now that i have kids yeah. i'm like hey this is like 40 minutes or maybe a couple hours depending on yeah. what it is that i can just focus on this task and it's yeah. kind of it, it's it's not something that takes deep thought yeah and so it's kind of relaxing in that way yeah so i'm like man i just got to finish mowing the grass i don't need to think yeah too deeply about On the grass. what i'm doing here i just need to get all the grass mode <laughs> so, which is great and like i don't have to think deeply yes. about that and so yeah I, yeah i enjoy it now um and again all the caveats i love my kids <laughs> but i love my yard work too exactly it's just yeah. it's nice to have uninterrupted time to yeah breathe if you didn't have kids yeah would you still enjoy the yard work do you I, think? Think, I think i would still enjoy yeah. it but yeah. not to the same degree yeah. yeah um i'd still enjoy it because i like being outside yeah you know I, I like being outside and i can listen to something and so it still feels like kind of relaxing time even yes. though i'm doing yeah. something physically yeah um but here's the thing I, I say that but i'm really looking forward to when finley gets to the age where i can be like hey let's let's do some mulching together yeah like you want to plant some flowers and right. I, right whereas right now if we were trying to do that it's like hey please don't run in the road Right. <laughs> so stay out of the road. Yeah, I gotta watch her. So Yeah, it's interesting. I think that um there's something about yard work that is like it's um can be therapeutic, mm -hmm. you know. It kind of as as it's kind of like this is the little bit of space that I have to like make look nice. Right. And without like a whole lot of money or, or effort. Not or money or, or, or time, effort. Yeah. Right. Like within um a limited ability you can kind of make things look nice you see the fruit of your your work which is um especially i think as pastors like to be like did i put three hours of work in and it looks good yeah like yeah there's fruit to my labor um there's something i think that goes back to the to the creation mandate in genesis of like man we're we're in like working the soil and we're kind of um bringing out fruit so to speak from that so yeah. Yeah, that's good. It is an interesting thing how... Does your yard look good right now? No. Neither it's stars? like, it's April. <laughs> well, I mean, our, I've got to do some weed and feed and like we've got a lot of weeds. Not yeah. like the high weeds, but like the 
in the grass. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're called. Weeds. I don't do anything with those usually. Um, I, it's yeah. a whole thing. We talked about the backyard. I got a backyard dilemma. Dude, our backyard but... does not drain well. It's an uptown, yeah. it's western uh, uptown thing. Like we've had so many neighbors tell us, like, yeah, join the club. It, it just doesn't drain. And I'm like, oh, great. That's encouraging. Really That's... awesome with young ones who love playing in mud. Yep, oh, I hear great. you. But yeah, the thing about yard work, I think, um, well, there's several things. One, it's a pretty new thing. Yeah. For middle class, you know, like historically, I say this all the time about everything, but like people 500 years ago in the middle class were not doing a whole lot of yard work. Yeah, they weren't trying to make their yards look better than their neighbors. They weren't spending like money, any money, let alone sizable money on equipment, fertilizer, right? Like um, different kinds of supplement things for their lawn so that it like looks great. But I think there's this agrarian side to all of us. Like, we want to be close to the just the earth, and, like, we want our little slice of the earth to look mm-hmm. nice. Right. And we want to tend to it. As I said, it's therapeutic. But there is something about, it kind of is a disconnect. Yeah. Like, you're getting away from usually a lot of the other kind of demands of life. You're just doing yard work. Do we just put up two signs Yeah. Um, in our, like, little mulch area with the bushes? Saying to no pee or poop zone, like for dogs, because oh. <laughs> they're oh yeah, there's this lady, bless her heart. I listen to the podcast. I I highly doubt it, <laughs> but she would take her dog. She, I mean, we don't know where, what house she's in or anything like oh, that. Yeah. She's walking from a distance somewhere. She would walk right up to our bushes, and really? her dog would like literally squat over it. Like these yeah. bushes, I don't know, maybe are yeah. eighteen inches off the ground. Drop a dump right mm. on it. Yeah. pee on it and like that like the whatever's in urine kills plants and yeah. like dang it like, come on please come don't on, like i know and then we're like we saw it a few times and danielle's like she does it and then she turns around like this is her end destination and then each time she turns around and one day we were sitting there and she's like there she is watch dog's gonna go toward one of the last ones yep dump on it and she'll turn around and turn off we watch i'm like what the heck like should have went out and rebuked her no so we got these little signs like please don't pee or poop and put them in we're those neighbors now sadly but my neighbor i needed this help with something and he's like hey are those signs because of us I'm like dude no we love you guys we wouldn't give a rip if your dog did that to us but this one lady who we have no idea who she is like we're her final destination for her walk like what the heck That's so funny. she did just walk by today or yesterday and she did not use it yeah, there you go signs are working signs are working keep them up yeah Yard work in springtime, so yeah, I get yeah. out there and get cranking in the yard. Right. Sweet. Anything else? That's on? all I got. Okay. Well, if you guys want to hear more, you can go to our website, simpletheology.org. You can see all past episodes. You can connect with us on social media. You can support yeah. the show. Thank you for those who do. Yes, yes. And if you want to help out the show, what would be really helpful is leaving a five-star rating on whatever podcast device or app you are using. There you go. So that would be much appreciated. All right. Nothing else? Peace out. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.